All right, hey, Black Art America fam, this is Najee Dorsey here for another installment of Biotalks. And on the phone, I've got Miss Garbo Hearn from Hearn Fine Art in Little Rock, Arkansas, my home state. And uh, welcome, Garbo, to the to the uh, to the Biotalk episode. How you doing today, Garbo? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm 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 excited to uh to have you on there's a lot going on in the industry and you've always got a lot of great things that you're doing uh at the gallery and in a number of different markets around the country catch us up to speed what's going on with uh with the gallery and and, and all that good stuff oh well, actually we celebrated 30 years june 16th so we're excited about that hmm. we are opening a chicks exhibition identity theft and you know his work is fired clay, and it's an amazing, an amazing testimony of what art can do to tell the story of our history. So mm-hmm. this is a must-see exhibition for sure, and it opens tomorrow actually. Right. Okay. Uh, congratulations on that. I'm a huge fan of of Chuck's work. Um, have have admired it for for a good long while. And a huge fan, a huge fan of the gallery. I mean, I'm looking at your bio. I didn't realize that it. I knew it's been a while, but I didn't realize it had been 30 years. Major congrats on that. Well, I know it's been 30 years, 30 long, hard, fun <laughs> years, but yeah. no well, complaints here, though. Yeah, well, it takes a lot to be in business in any business for 30 years, let alone the art business. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you got started and 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 how the gallery came to be? Well, actually, we opened as a initially a print shop. We primarily sold prints and local original artists. And we met Frank Frazier, and that changed everything for us because he's you know such a great networker. He introduced us to Brenda Joy Smith, uh, John Biggers, Paul Goodnight, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. And then we changed our focus when we moved to our second location. Uh, actually, a third location where we only um, decided to uh, pursue fine art. So we changed our name from Pyramid Gallery to Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing and Hearn Fine Art to accommodate that change. Because I think the, the key to us lasting as long is that we have been versatile and we've looked at our clients and what they needed. And as they grew, we grew. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing to work with people who are just beginning, but at the same time, we're able to accommodate a seasoned collector as well. Yes, and you've you've uh, you've done a great job at that, no doubt. And and uh, it takes a uh, you know dedication and you know a lot of a uh, a lot of hard work, years, investment, things, things, and so on. That for so on and so forth. I mean, education has been a, a big component of a lot of the things that you do. Am I, am I, I'm right about that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's important for me to connect the artist with the patron mm-hmm. and for the artist to showcase what they do over, you know, over a period of 30 years. This, this I would say this is probably Chuke's eighth exhibition, solo exhibition, so it's important that the artist is able to come back around and show the progress you know the progress of their work aesthetically as well as economically as well to show that this is a uh, an investment but i think 
having the opportunity to meet the artists, for the artists to do artist talks, even demonstrations, really help the client and the patron base understand what the value is. And then they have that history to share with their offerings, grandchildren, and that nature. So I think that's really been another key that we keep the artists in the center of what we do. Absolutely. The, um, Talk to us a little bit before we get into this article that came out, Purpose for Our Call. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit to the artists and the collectors about why it's so so extremely important for us to have our gallerists and our dealers. Well, I mean, we are a platform for artists to showcase their work. And throughout the country, I think that if we as galleries work together better, that we could have a network of opportunities for artists from different regions to show within other regions. So I definitely think that um, galleries and dealers are important to have that platform for artists to show their work because online sales are probably hitting the top market, but if you actually haven't been able to see the work, meet the artists, that's not something you're going to get online. Oh, absolutely. Art is definitely to best. To me, that's like a secondary uh, resource. Online is a secondary resource. But I think for you to really invest in art, you really have to see it and talk to the people who are selling it to you as well as the people who are creating it. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Um, I would imagine there are certain particular challenges being, you know, in the Midwest and in the South uh, that maybe some of your colleagues that are in more major markets uh, may not experience quite to the same degree. Um, is that the case or, you know, am I reading, the, am I thinking too hard on that one? Um, I think the challenges remain the same no matter where you're located. It's making sure that you keep your um, patron base excited about what you're doing. They want to see more of the same, but yet they want to be introduced to something different. Mm-hmm. So I think that making sure your programming is tight and thought well thought out long term makes a difference. Um, location, you know, as long as you got an air for it, I think you're good wherever you are. <laughs> okay. You know, you just gotta be, you know, make sure your programming is so important that people will want to come where you are. Right. No, it sounds that sounds yeah. good. You know, there's been a there's been an influx. I would I would say uh, just looking at the market of people, you know, gravitating to the contemporaries um, as opposed to the, uh, the legacy artists. Perhaps I mean, is, are you finding that uh-huh. to be finding that to be the same for yourself and your clients? I do. I think you know my patron base has grown up. Their walls are, are completely full. Thank you. But their their children are not necessarily. Um, have they gotten the bug? Maybe not. Maybe they are expecting to inherit the artwork, and they probably should. But, you know, you, the new patron base is definitely going toward the contemporary artists, which is exciting to me because the shift in being excited about an artist after they've gone on or are too old to appreciate what they're creating are even... Uh, you know, to, to see our younger artists getting their due is very exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so getting to the, the point of the, the initial uh, call was, you know, the New York Times um, had a journalist that released an article, and in the article, the headline was, 
why have there been no great black art dealers? Did you did you right. I, did you read the article? <laughs> I read the article, and you know, I uh, initially it was a bit, it was a bit comical because it you know when you put in a title, why are there no great? You know, then you don't read, you know decide you know what makes a gallery great. Mm-hmm. He really she didn't give us a definition of what that meant. So that you can really understand where she was coming from. Right. Um, I felt that she particularly was looking within her region of artists or galleries that she knew about. So I think that a little more research would would help her move the needle a different way. And I think she would change her title completely if she would do just a little more research. Yeah. Well, there's so many. I mean, there's a number of people in the field. I mean, you've been at it a long time. I know you can you know, rattle off a list of, of dealers and galleries that, that, that have come and and no longer with us and the ones that are continuing to do great, great work. Um, right. You're doing, you're doing, you, you're doing, you're doing a fabulous job for your artists, Garbo. I commend you on your reputation. Um, talk to us a little bit about what makes the difference for an artist and a collector with dealing with a gallery. You know, what makes a great gallery? I mean, I think, Everybody has a different approach to it, but my biggest, I think, what makes um, what I do so enjoyable is that I do keep the lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. I encourage um, my clients and patrons to visit artist studios. I encourage artists to send uh, the patrons thank you notes if they're going to be in a certain space or in the client's area, I expect them to let the clients know about it. So that that communication tool is so important, I think. That makes a difference. And some galleries are not necessarily interested in their patrons and clients connecting with each other, but I think it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you've taken it a step for, further in a, in a number of different uh, aspects. I mean, you're a licensed appraiser, correct? Yes. Yes, yes. I got my appraisal certification in African American Art in 2014, and I got my appraisal certification in the year 2000 because I had so many clients wanting to know what the value of their work was for uh, estate purposes, mm-hmm. for insurance purposes, and I, you know, the biggest thing is to be educated yourself. So that helped me to go out and see what everybody else was doing in the industry. And initially. I took the course, uh, they wanted to know what I did because I went to NYU. I told them that my uh, specialty was African-American. My niche was African-American. I knew wanted to know what that was, which <laughs> mm. I thought was pretty. In the year 2000, now there's a specialty for it. So you see things are are changing. Mm-hmm. You know what, on... on- as it relates to that, what would you say? I mean, say like you've got a collab recently... Um, uh, had been working with a a, a collector uh, that I worked with who was looking to get an appraisal, and because uh-huh. there wasn't an appraiser in her immediate area that specialized in African American art, what what would you say? I mean, I understand that there's definitely a difference, but when you speak to people, why is it so important to get an appraiser that has a specialty in African American art? Well, I think that if you have if your collection is primarily African American art, you definitely want someone that they they know 
the industry, they know who to contact and they know how to do the research. Mm-hmm. And then and if they see a number that just doesn't feel or look right, they're going to do go to the next step because that's their uh, focus. Yeah. The uh, one other thing that that you've done in in recent history is actually worked to develop um, or been a part of developing a, a secondary market auction. Um, uh-huh. how, how is that going? Well, that is actually my husband's venture, oh, okay. her Southern Auction House. Okay. Um, is you know again when the secondary market and people have estate sales and they need somewhere to place their art. This came about as a need, so we have um, auctions twice a year in the fall and the summer. But the biggest um, concern is getting the market to understand how auction house actually works in terms of pricing and valuation. So it's, again, going to be an educational process before I think the auction house takes off. Okay. Well, sounds good. Well, listen, we certainly so we do provide that opportunity for sure. Right. So, uh, we definitely encourage everyone if you if you if if you're in Arkansas, definitely swing through Little Rock and visit Garbo uh, at Garbo at Hearn Fine Art. Uh, they have a tremendous uh, gallery space, uh, tremendous art, and a pleasure to always be around and to work with. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how people can reach you via, you know, the website and social media, please feel free. So, of course, we're located in Little Rock, Arkansas. We're on the corner of Rosenchester in the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood. So, come into Arkansas. That would be a spot that you want to check out. Uh, our website is hernfineart.com. Uh, you can call me at 501-372-6822. And, of course, my email address is hernfineart at gmail.com. And we have a website, Instagram account, all of that under Hearns Fine Art. All right, Garbo. Well, listen, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, thank thank you. you. And really proud of you and what you're doing with Black Art in America. And I wish you much success. Thank you so much. Listen, take good care. Have a great show. Um, and we'll be in touch at a later date. Be well. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Najee Dorsey. You listen to another installment of Fire Talks. Be sure to follow Black Art in America at blackartinamerica.com and look for us on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And remember, you can always shop for art online at www.buyblackart.com.